Hello, and welcome to Single Parent in the City with your host, Charlene. Welcome to the next episode of Single Parent in the City with your girl, Charlene. That's me. Um, we are on episode four, and today we are going to talk about extending the olive branch to your ex-in-laws. Um, just a quick backstory. I, my mother-in-law and I were very close. Um, well, I hope we were very close when we, uh, when I was married to my ex. Uh, we, She taught me so many things that... You know, I just didn't know as a parent, um, my mom and her had very different uh, parenting styles. And um, so I was very independent. And, you know, um, she kind of taught me how it was to be a little bit more hands-on with with my son, which was really good. Um, She put things into perspective that I really didn't understand. She was married, so she taught me what it was to be a wife and how to take care of my husband. Um, She knew her son like the back of her hand, so she taught me like all the things that, you know, would be good for him. Um, And so we grew tight. I like used to talk to her about everything. I just, you know, I really, really valued her. Um, But during divorce, like I said before, divorce is a challenge. (laughs) Um, And it tends to break up anything, any of the relationships that you had. And one of the relationships that definitely took a beating was my relationship with her. Um, And just not from the standpoint of me being disrespectful, because I think we only had one run-in where I kind of like got a little loud um, and got a little angry, but didn't like to me, in my opinion, step over the line, but definitely came out of character, somebody that she had never seen before. Um, definitely met her that day. Um, And I am really apologetic for that. Um, Because I think that, and I'll say this to you guys, because I went through a divorce for like four fucking years. (laughs) Excuse my language. Uh, Kids should not be listening to this because I do curse. But like, I went through a divorce for four years. And in those four years, I think that not only are you was I, excuse me, not only was I like just going through a personal development period, um, which never stops by the way, but I was like, you know, you see all the ugly parts of people during a divorce. And my ex was so ugly. And when he was ugly, I think like sometimes I would protect myself or try to like, um, just not paid any attention. But when I did come to and see all the ugly things that he was doing, it turned me into a crazy person. Um, And so I started to see the very ugliest parts of my life. And um, and me, (laughs) I never thought that I could get um, or think some of the darkest things that I thought. Um, And so like, understand that that's going to happen in divorce. And a lot of times people come in and they say things and they don't know what's going on or, you know, and you, because you're not, I feel like in divorce, you're not in your right mind. It, and I would love to meet someone who stays in their right mind during divorce. If you are that person, please, please, please message me because I want to talk to you. Um, but 
with my ex and kind of going back into the story, like with my ex mother-in-law, she just, you know, she was, she's a ride or die for her son. Like she, her son is, her sons are the most important things to her, uh, people to her. And she plays no games when it comes to them. So, you know, she thought she was helping her son, but instead, you know, my wrath kind of got directed at her, him and everybody else. And, you know, I, I was really embarrassed, like really, really embarrassed, but, and really, really hurt. So it took years for me to get, well, it didn't, it took, I was fine, like probably a few months later. Um, but I didn't talk to anybody or apologize or do anything because it was still just an ongoing process. Um, and our, at our divorce hearings, I knew I was going to see her, um, I knew I was going to see him. I knew I was going to see probably his girlfriend that he was going to come with. Um, and the biggest thing for me, like when, with my ex, I knew it was over for us. Like it was nothing. Like I was just like, fine, it's over. But with the stronghold that had me was more his mom and his grandmother and his uncles, like the relationships that I built with his family. Um, because I loved them. Like I loved my family. Like, so it was, it's essentially I was losing two family, uh, a family, um, and it hurt. So at my divorce, uh, when we went to the court, I uh, saw her, and you know I said hi. But this is again, we're still at war, so you know you're kind, you're kind, and you say hi. But that's about all you do. Even though when I saw her, she made me feel calm again. She made me feel strong because this woman is a strong woman. So seeing her kind of gave me the strength to like push through um, because that's always who she's been for me, by the way. She's always been this woman that showed me like, you can do this. You can do this mommy thing. You can do this thing. Um, so I felt strong enough to like sit there and deal with her son. Um, and also I knew like that I everything that I was feeling for her, uh, like all the rage and emotions that I was feeling towards her, I knew they were gone because I was able to say hi and smile and keep it moving. So um, bring it up to now. Uh, the other day, she was talking to my son. I told my son earlier this month or probably last month, I said, hey, you know, it's probably time that you start talking. Um, you start calling your grandmother and your great grandmother more. You know, you never know what can happen. And, you know, my son, like, because my ex and I are still in a lot of turmoil when it comes to communication, um, I don't really, I just make sure that my son talks to his dad on time or around the time, or I make sure that he calls back, you know, I do that. That's bare minimum for me. That's like all I'm going to do. And I'm getting to the point where I want my son to understand that he has to be responsible for certain things, and this is one of them. I know it's a lot of responsibility for an eight-year-old, trust me, but this is just one of the things that he has to deal with. Um, so, and I told him, I said, well, you should incorporate your um, grandmother and great-grandmother into this, into your calling plan. And, you know, my son, my son barely wants to talk on the phone, period. He, when he comes home, he is very much like, I just want to chill. I want to do my homework, play my game, and relax. <laughs> so 
he was like, okay, but you know, he's still like ah, another person to call, which I understand. He's eight years old. He doesn't, you know, he had nothing to do with this. So he feels like, I don't understand why I have to do this. It has nothing to do with me. But I still, you know, I still told him that. Um, and so he was talking to her one day and I was getting ready to go to an event. Um, and when he was talking to her, I could hear her asking him questions. And, you know, she... My mother-in-law, of course, she's, you know, she runs things. So she she runs things at her job. She runs things at her house. So, of course, she was asking questions, which can be annoying to me, but I get it. Um, and she asked him for our address. And, you know, my son doesn't, he knows it, but he doesn't know it all the way. So she, you know, she had to, he had to essentially ask me to send it to her. Um, which was interesting because the Holy Spirit was prompting me a long time ago, like to extend the olive branch to them. And, you know, I just kind of was like, I really don't want to send anything to them. <laughs> like, I'm cool with it being the way it is, right? Don't let's not ruffle any feathers. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm an Enneagram nine, which is a peacemaker. And peacemakers don't like to stir pots. We don't like to bring up things that are going to cause us to be stressed. Like we like for our lives to be peaceful and that's how I am. I don't want to have any extra stuff going on, any extra words, not even if it's like three bad words, I don't want to deal with it. So I kind of like brushed it off, brushed it off. But, um, when she asked, I was like, okay, I'll send it. Um, of course I didn't send it right away because again, I had to get my mind right for sending this and, you know, just I knew that, you know, I needed to apologize for my behavior. Um, so I was like, fine. So it took me about a week and I sent the text with the address. But I also sent an apology at the same time, which was just basically saying like, hey, I am apologetic for my behavior and while it was while I can't go back and change it, you know, I would really like for us to, you know, be on a good page going forward. And I will do my best to ensure that that happens. Um, and when I sent it, I was very proud of myself because I knew that I was supposed to send it a long time ago. Like, let's just be for real. It was probably a month <laughs> when I got the prompting to send it. Um... And I, you know, I was proud of myself. Has she responded? No. Do I know if she got it or not? No, because I haven't looked. Um, but I was proud of myself for sending it. I was proud of myself for facing up to the fact that I needed to apologize and actually doing it and showing her that, hey, you know, we can't go backwards, but we can always go forward. And in this forward movement, I am here to let you know that you can call whenever. If you can't reach Gio, then call me. I will make sure you speak to him. And I felt like it was really, really good. Now, why did I do it besides the Holy Spirit prompting me and then her really needing an address so she could send Gio whatever she wanted? It was kind of like a movement of maturity for me, like saying like, you are really over this time in your life. Like this divorce, 
is over and you have healed from it. So this was one of my healing, one of my ways to heal. And it was beautiful because now I'm no longer having dreams about me arguing with her and her mom. Now I'm having dreams of us being able to talk again. And that is big for me. Um, I also never, ever, ever wanted to disrespect her. Um, I think I was just so angry that day. Um, and so I wanted to apologize for my behavior. Um, I'm not a disrespectful person. Like I am very much a person that likes to treat people the way I would like to be treated. Um, and so I really wanted for a long time, it was on me that, you know, I was just, I was, you know, I probably stepped over the boundaries. Like I said, it wasn't horrible. Like I wasn't acting totally crazy, but, um, for my behavior, it was not good. And then also I wanted to show my son that when you heal, you move, you apologize for, you try to right your wrongs, you correct your wrongs and you heal your wounds and you move on. Like one thing I've told him because he, his father and I handled this divorce differently. Um, for me, I am, I've moved on. So I try to like show my son like, hey, you know, stuff like this happens. Like sometimes you just, in life, you think that you're in love or you are in love, you fall out of love, you choose to fall out in love, whatever it is that you think, you choose that, you guys are no longer together. That's just the end of that era with that person. It's something that you've learned from and you can move on. Um, and I try to show myself that I have no hard feelings. I just need to move on. Um, and he, if he was to encounter this situation, that he should do the same. Um, and his dad, on the other hand, is nasty. Um, and so he sees that too. And for me, I am, I always want to show my son what I feel is the right way to do things. So this apology and sending the, the text and, you know, opening up our lives to his ex, to my ex-in-laws was a way of me showing him how to extend an olive, olive branch even when you are not, you know, even when you feel like, ah, maybe this is not the best idea. Um, but you're healed and you're ready. And so when I told my son, like I sent it, you know, he was happy because you, the one person that is always affected by divorce more than anyone else or the little people or <laughs> are the little people, excuse me, those, your kids are the ones who are affected. They're the ones who have to take the trip back and forth. They're the ones who have to listen to one side say one thing about one parent and then listen to the other side say one thing about the other parent. And they're sitting in the middle like, damn, like, who are these people? Are these people really who they are? You know, are they the people that they say they are? And I realized that for my son. So I realized that action is what I have to, I have to show my son through action that he, you know, that there, that there's better. And so that's what I did. I showed him through action that there is better. Um, and I hope that he remembers this. I hope that he never forgets. I hope that he 
is proud of me um, because I'm damn sure proud of myself. Um, and I hope that if he ever has to be in this situation, which I really, 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 really hope he doesn't, that he can do the same um, for his ex, his ex's in-laws, should that ever happen, which I hope not. I rebuke that name of Jesus. Um, so, yeah. So extending the olive branch is important, but I will sum it up and say this. Do not extend the olive branch to your ex-in-laws if you're not ready. Um, because forcing yourself to do it is never the right thing to do. It's never comfortable. Um, and you're going to resent it. You're going to resent them. You're going to resent yourself. You're going to be mad at yourself. Um, so always wait till it's your time to do stuff. Um, I think that right now was my time to reach out to her and say, hey, we want you to be a part of, I want you to be a part of Gio's life again on my side. So you don't have to just experience him in small pockets. Um, and yeah, so that's the story of me extending the olive branch to my ex-in-law. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What is your relationship with your ex-in-laws? Um, are you having strife with them? Or do you guys get along? Um, if you're having strife, would you, um, do you plan to make up with them? Do you plan to involve them into your part of um, your kid's life where they have to deal with you and them? Um, or, and if you, if you did have strife, have you made up with your ex-in-laws? Do you even plan to? Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Always, 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 you can talk to me on Instagram at Single Parent in the City. Uh, you can leave a comment here on the podcast, and I should get it. You can always email me too at uh, Charlene Costi, C H A R L E N E C A S T E, 524 at gmail.com. Um, so let's talk. I think the best way to talk to me, though, if I'm totally honest, is for you to just DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm on there pretty much every day. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, um, I hope you have a great day. Peace and blessings to you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>